The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I've got a tie-in, I think. Really? Yeah. Is it a bow tie-in or a neck tie-in? Ah, deleting the podcast forever. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 73. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Propostle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. It is Wednesday again. Why do we, why do we keep doing We're this recording on a Wednesday. It's, I love doing it. I don't it, know. But it's also kind of, I, it feels weird to me because I feel like we haven't lived a full week for the people. Like if I haven't sinned and, on Friday and Saturday and then come to the recording confessional on Sunday morning, <laughs> are the people getting the full crunch experience? I don't know. Yeah, wait. Actually, I have a question in that vein. If we confess our sins on the podcast, yeah, can a priest that listens absolve through the phone? Mm. Because we are confessing. Yes. Is he still bound by the same seal of confession? Are priests bound by the seal of confession whenever they hear someone talk about sin? These are the important questions that we ask on The Crunch, and I know someone's going to tweet at me telling me that they aren't. And I'm upset. I think... I think the church nipped that in the bud back in the day when they're like, you can't just mail in your confession and have it be okay. I think that was a specific thing that people were trying to do. In, in um, similar though, during the Holocaust, they would put their confession on confessions on tree bark, and then they would get numbers, and then the priest would walk by, absolving them. They would hold out their fingers to what number they were for the women for the women side of the. Camp, I think uh-huh. they would like hold out their finger for what number they were, and they would uh, get absolved. Yeah, I think that's I think super- that's a bit of an extenuating circumstance. Definitely, definitely an extreme circumstance. Golly gee, way to done. bring down the mood right at the beginning. What? What? It was just an interesting people, fact. Okay, people um, listen to our podcast. They're like, "Oh, this is going to be fun, a, a relaxing thirty to forty-five minutes. Uh, shouldn't have to worry about much. Maybe a little goofs, maybe a little gags. Oh, wait, our intro banter is about the Holocaust. Patrick, what are you doing? <laughs> um, do you want to start over? Was my bit not good enough? No, for this you? was that little tidbit of information <laughs> not good enough for you. It was informational. I understand. I understand. No, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. This has been this has been a a, a PBS special. On the Holocaust, Ashokan Farewell plays in the background. Um, no, so I have I have a little bit of a story. I emailed someone okay. yesterday All right. to try and get them to be on the podcast because I'm reading his autobiography. Do you know who Phil Vischer is? Oh, yeah, Phil Vischer. Yeah, the uh, guy who, uh, um, he's uh, the... Uh, uh, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he, he's the guy who created VeggieTales. Oh, Shoot! Patrick putting in work. What if we got the that's that created VeggieTales on our podcast? That's what I'm saying. That would be sick. I'm reading his book. He is one of the funniest guys. He is so Of course clever. he's funny. You he created Larry the Cucumber, the funniest character of all time. I know. It, 
And the story of how he created Larry the Cucumber is so cool. But we'll talk about that if he gets in the show. Okay. I emailed him. Okay. Um, Did he respond? Because I, I just I do that in my spare time. He hasn't yet because it was yesterday. <sighs> but I, I continue to look on his website. Uh-huh. And he has a podcast too. No way. But they're on like episode 283. Maybe he'll invite so us to be are... on his podcast. That would be sick. What's it called? <laughs> so he... Uh, is it Big Ideas? But his big ideas but i was scrolling this is the funny part i was scrolling through his um his history and i see a word uh-huh and this word kind of makes me shiver because if he gets my email and he looks up our podcast oh no he's going to see this word too he had a word that we all know and love mailbag oh no they do a mailbag we stole his and so his bit do you I think they like, have a oh, mailman no. that comes in every week i you know what? They probably don't. They probably don't have a mailman. But I was like, oh, no, that's our – and the worst part is that's our most recent episode. I know. <laughs> so I'm hoping he doesn't read – Well, worst um, case is he thinks – I'm hoping he doesn't read it until this Sunday. He thinks that we're copying him, in which case he'll be flattered, and he'll say, of course I'll come on into the podcast. I'm Phil Fisher. Hmm, yes. That was a really good Phil Fisher impression. You should do that if he comes on the podcast. Yeah, I have no so, clue what he sounds like. He might not even be American. No, he is American. He's from, like – Iowa or something. Well, anyway, I did it. So I did an English that's, accent, that's a, so it's fine. Oh well, you know what? Iowa is the England of the Midwest. I've heard that. Oh, yes, that means Ameri- that means Kansas is the Wales of the Midwest. <laughs> it's a little little uh, United Kingdom humor for you out there, uh, folks. Yeah, there's there's some there's some good uh, jokes about the Welsh. Look them up. Yeah. <laughs> do you know to what I'm referring? <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Okay, cool. All right, we're 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 we had a little two percenter joke in there. That's good. That's always good. Classic crunch. Classic crunch. So, um, what's been going on? What's been going on with you this week? Did you do anything this weekend? This weekend, uh, man, it was yeah. just a busy weekend. Uh, next weekend's gonna be a bit more busy, but this this weekend was uh good. We had a SLS reunion for all the K Staters that went on SLS. Oh, nice. Uh, there was a basketball game that was pretty fun that I went to. Um, hung out with my friends. Um, just kind of hung out and relaxed and stuff. It was pretty. It was pretty good. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really do a whole lot, but I just got to spend a lot of time with my friends. It was because the first weekend where everybody was around. Yeah, you didn't march very much in the swing. No, I did not march. There was not a lot of marching that I did. Unfortunately, I did. A, I did a little bit of marching. Oh, really? What? Uh, what kind of mar- uh, What kind of marching did you, Patrick? I went. I, I went marching for life. I went. I did that. Oh. I didn't want. I didn't want to start off with that because. Story and then transition. Bring up weekend. Transition. I went to March for Life in DC. Hung out with a bunch of Twitter people, but more importantly, I hung out with my girlfriend. That was awesome. Boo. Shout out, Phoebe. Oh, yay! And, uh, <laughs> um, I met Lauren. Uh, <sighs> first of all, hi Lauren, if you're listening. That's hi Lauren, and um, and Kyle Helmick showed me this podcast app that he uses called podcast addict and it skips all pauses so it makes the podcast like super short and he listens to our podcast at three times the speed wait he listens to our podcast yes first of all yes that's crazy but he listens to if he listens to our podcast he listens to us at three times the normal speed try it everyone try it right now three times the normal speed with no pauses that's crazy 
three times the normal speed with no pauses is insane. That's an insane amount. He's like, I had to train myself for a long time to do that. I'm like, yeah, I bet you did. And also, it must suck listening to normal speed podcasts now or yeah. anyone talk. Like, how do you have conversations? He's a lawyer. You know how boring law rooms are? Law rooms? Courtrooms. <laughs> <laughs> when my dad goes to do the business... When my dad goes and does law <laughs> law things, he goes to the law room and says law. <laughs> oh man, I'm upset. I'm upset. I messed up. <laughs> the uh, law room. I just can't. I just can't get over the fact that I messed up on the air. I'm just. I'm so hard on myself. What does your dad do? He's a lawman. Uh, <laughs> he's a lawman. What's a, what's a lawman? Does well, he he's, a, he's a. Law? You see, he's a man that does law. He goes. Yeah. He drives his law car to the law building and does sits in the law room and does law. And all right, see you later, Jerry Lawman. Bye, Jerry Lawman. That's my dad, Jerry Lawman. <laughs> my name's. We don't have the he's same a, last name. Well, because I'm not a lawman yet. Once I once I become a lawman, I get to be part of the lawman family. I really hope I don't have to be a burger flipman. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh. so the topic. Is that it? Is that all you wanted to say about the march? Oh wait, yeah, I guess we were talking about the march. Um, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much about the march. Uh, there were there there weren't that many counter protesters. Um, I had a couple of cool encounters um, with counter protesters, but I'm not going to talk about them on the podcast. Okay. And um, yeah, I I the Franciscan banner walked away without us. That was the best part. And Grace, shout out, engaged egg on Twitter. Um, tweeted at me like hey or dm me she's like hey i'm like near the franciscan banner and i'm like none of us are so if you want to hang out with 10 of the guys from the priestly discernment program who ran off with the banner without us you can hang out with them but uh, we are way far behind them they like slipped through the crowd and like marched forward and i was like oh my gosh anyway shout out pdp guys shout out that's all i have from the march cool we saw some monuments that's that too nice we took a picture with the Washington Monument on, on my Snapchat, and I said, hey, look, it's the White House, and it was very funny. I laughed really hard. Actually, I deleted Snapchat, so I don't know. I didn't see that. I'm sorry. I did a mystery goof. It's okay. <laughs> I thought about I thought about Snapchatting you something. But what I keep I telling people is instead of, instead of Snapchatting me, call me and describe it with your words. And you don't, you don't want to do that. But also, I could just Instagram DM you. Uh, I may not have the Instagram app anymore either. Wow, it's, you got you're like you deleted everything off your phone. Yeah, it was getting bored. Anyway, it does it's not important. Um let's talk about the topic. Yeah, let's do it. I kind of I kind of tried to segue into it a little bit earlier when I was like mentioning how hard I am on myself. So I tweeted I tweeted something oh, yesterday because I was walking like I do, because I was walking back to my dorm room after I had a conversation with Phoebe. So Okay, do you want to hear a really embarrassing story? This is the embarrassing story. Yes, So, please. I, like, was kind of just chilling, and I caught a whiff of something. Chicken. I was like, that, no. Dang it. It was like, this is not a, ple- this isn't a pleasant smell. I was like, this isn't a pleasant smell. I was like, where's that coming from? I sniffed down, you know? You like, s- I sniffed, like, downward in the armpit direction. Uh-huh. And it was me. Oh, no. I smelled bad. And this is at 5 p.m., so okay? You... I've gone the entire day. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. And so Phoebe comes out of, of the dorm room, uh-huh. of, like the dorm, and she like, I walk, I walk up, and I'm like, Phoebe, I've hugged you today. Oh, Do no. I smell bad today? 
and she's not very good at hiding it. She like kind of like like looks like she's about to say no, but then like can't lie very well. So she's like, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And like it sounds really funny now, but I kid you not, I was like, I was so embarrassed. Uh-huh. I felt so bad, and I was like. Phoebe, I'm so sorry. Like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta leave. She's like, no, like, you can hang out with me still. Just, like, sit maybe two feet to the right. I was like, no, I have to leave. Like, I feel so bad. And I kept, like, texting her about it after I left, too. And she was like, Patrick, you know, like. And I was like, um. Wait, could you say that again? I, you cut out. Oh. I was texting her after I left. Um, Like, I was like, yeah, like, I feel really bad. And, like, I don't know. I just think that, like, I was tired and, like, woke up and, like, didn't shower, blah, 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 stuff. So. It's okay. It happens. And I'm like, that's a good point. You know, I'm really hard on myself. And this is something that I've been about myself for a very long time. Is that whenever I mess up, stupid, or I do something um, that's, like, not very smooth, I get, like, really self-conscious. And I get really, like, mad at myself. And I can't, like, stop being mad at myself. And I keep dwelling on it, you know? Uh-huh. And so I was like, how do I, how do I stop doing this? And so I tweeted, how do we balance um, having patience with ourselves while also um, acknowledging the fact, while like also being repentant of our sin? Because I want to give myself, like I don't want to set the expectations too high, but like I also want to be like, I don't want to give myself too much mercy, you know, but I need to give myself a little bit of mercy. So how do I balance that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I totally get it. I'm in the same boat, kind of. I think we're similar in that regard because, I mean, I feel like it'd be fair to say both of us are maximizers. Um, We're trying to do the best that Ah. we can in the things that we do. For example, let's just take, you know, spiritual – physical health, you know, cleanliness. Yes. Hopefully everybody wants to be really clean all the time. So that's pretty easy. But if we're talking about like podcasting. Right. You and I both want to do the best podcast that we can do every single week. Right. Because that's just our personality. Like we don't want to some people. This is not a bad thing. This is not a negative. But some people aren't necessarily maximizers or they're only maximizers at certain things and not with other things. And so um, some people it's a lot more noticeable than others. I definitely feel like I'm a maximizer. And so uh, I've talked to star of the show, Tracy Tebow, about this and. Uh, she kind of feels the same way. And we've talked about this a lot about how we always try to do great things at our Catholic center, or we try to, you know, maybe lead a small group or do this. And if it doesn't work, then we just are really, really hard on ourselves because it's something that we care about a lot. Um, like you care about smelling nice for Phoebe. And when it doesn't work out, it's just, dang, that sucked really hard. You know, that's the worst thing ever. Um, so I totally get it. I'm, I'm the same way with like, if I, happen to lay in my bed for two hours and watch YouTube videos and not do anything, then I'll get up and I'll just feel like crap. I'll be like, that was the worst. You're an idiot. You're stupid. Yeah. You're ugly. Never go outside. It affects the rest of my day. It affects the everything. The rest of my day. Yeah. I th- I'm sure that it's more common than I think. I think a lot of people experience something like this. If you don't, um, yeah, before, before maybe the teach show, us, you said like, maybe I teach us how to stop sinning. Of- Say again. Yeah. Oh, before, before the episode, you were like, yeah, Pat, I think you're in the minority with that. Because, like, you know, most people give themselves too much slack or, like, they aren't hard on themselves. Well, I was I was more but... referring to, like, 
as far as spiritual matters go. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, not necessarily just in general. I thought we were talking more about spiritual things and not general things. Oh, okay. I mean, I am I am more talking. This definitely translates to my spiritual life. Okay. Um, I when I when I fall, like, or when I say something stupid, that is definitely a sin. Like the other day, I made a short joke to my friend, and it sounded a lot worse than I intended it to be. I like I couldn't get over it. I apologized like right then and there, and then later, and he was like, "Dude, don't worry about it." But what I realized later was like. Me apologizing for it again brought it back to his mind. So I just did more things. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I keep apologizing for this. Dang it. I can't stop. I'm so I'm such a bad. I, I can't stop apologizing. And I feel so bad for it. And I'm sorry. You're like Wilt from Foster's <laughs> Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, except fatter. <laughs> <laughs> and you have both of your arms. And with both of my arms and eyes work. Yes. Thank God. Yeah, no problem. I'm a lot more – actually, so yeah, I, now that I think about it, now we're on the Foster's train, I feel like I'm a lot more like Blue and I'll just do things and not necessarily be sorry about them. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I yeah, think, Ethan is one of the more unapologetic people I've ever met. Am I really? Be honest. Yes. See, that. See now you're, you're right because I think this is where we maybe differ in thinking about, okay, maybe if there's something that I personally want to do that's me, it's like my project – and I do it and it fails. And my project could be simple as finishing my homework for the day. And if I fail at that, then it's like, oh, you suck. You're the worst. But if I were to say something and somebody was like, I didn't think that was funny or I didn't think that podcast was good or this, that, or the other thing, if it's coming from somewhere else, then I'm not going to be like, sorry, you know? And I don't mm-hmm. – probably to a fault – I guess yeah. <laughs> that I don't. This I mean, is sometimes. this is something that me and my parents have talked about a lot. Is that, and it's something that I don't necessarily know, like where I need to change or what I need to grow on. And well, it is. I don't know. But they say they'll always say things like, "Oh, you said this on the podcast," or "Oh, you dressed like this," or "You did this," and they're just trying to help me, and I greatly appreciate the help. But I'll say say things like, "I just don't care what people think," which is true. But how far does that go? And what's the logical conclusion of that? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this seems to be this seems to be a dichotomy of you care too much about what you think about yourself. Uh-huh. About affecting other people with right. what I do. And uh-huh. that that's how it reflects. So like you judge yourself based on what you do. Mm-hmm. I judge myself based on what based on other people's inferences about me. Okay. So we're kind of opposite. We're we're opposite and we're similar. I don't okay. know. I that's I was thinking that this conversation was going to go towards mercy, but this is this is where it's going. 
We can go so, wherever you want, Bucko. It's your topic. The, yeah, man. Um, how how much do you think we should care about what other people think about us? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. I love this. Okay, so what I what my natural inclination as a Christian to say is like zero. Like we should not care because I don't think that's a Christian response. I know that's why this is what I'm trying to work because you need to care. because like we we are called oh, to gotcha. be we are called to be fools for Christ. Right, the the way that we act and the way that we sh- we live should not make sense to people. We should be strangers to the world in our in our lifestyle, in the way that we live a Christian lifestyle. But at the same time, yes. if you're completely unrelatable to people, if you piss people off, if you are kind of a curmudgeonly uh, type of Christian, if you're a sad face saint, as Teresa of Avila would say, then you're not doing any good for the kingdom either. So there's there's a balance, and I don't know where it is because I'm really bad at it, but I can see how there I are mean, both sides to the to the argument. When when we're strangers to the world, that's true, but we're not strangers to other people who are of the same kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're not yeah. we're not strangers to other Christians. Other Christians know how we should be acting. Uh-huh. At least those close to us that know us. You know, like if someone. Um, it happens all the time when you post about something you do on Twitter. Some rando who doesn't know you tells you what you should be doing because they have this idea uh-huh. of who you should be or who you are based on like their internet persona of you or internet impression of you. And they tell you like, no, 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 you shouldn't. Um, what's a really good example? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like Kinda. people will tell you not to. Eh. Or like or someone, someone who you're not really good friends with will give you advice, uh-huh. especially with dating. And you say, dude, what are you doing? Who, who do you know you here? Know, like, it's not me. Go away now. It's, yeah, and, and, and that, that's, a good, that's a good time to not care what people think. Uh-huh. But I do care when people okay. that I don't know I tell do, me things. Okay, um, so let me revise. So I do think it's important to care about what your friends and peers and parents and, uh, you know, the people close to you in your life. Okay, your, so let's start your, there. Your spiritual director. Obviously – you shouldn't just say, like, if your best friend says, hey, you should probably stop drinking so much. You shouldn't say, well, I don't care what you think. I'm a Christian. You know, like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, obviously. Um, yeah. But. So if, when someone corrects you in some form of vice. Yes. Like, you need to be open enough and willing enough to recognize, yes, I have flaws. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But. Or no, 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 yeah. You need to be open enough to correction and, like. Mm-hmm. I'm in a I'm in a class about St. Bonaventure right now. We're talking about St. Francis of Assisi, and he kind of talked about this too. Um, he would have a brother like rebuke him, uh-huh. him, you know, and so he would he would listen to that brother, and he would like use that brother of his as kind of a measure because people would praise him and people would talk crap about him, and so he would have a close brother tell him it or affirm what they were saying and suggest a change i think that sheds some light onto how we can balance this because if someone random walks up to you usually it's someone you know kind of well that's a more likely situation someone you know kind of well tells you something either a have the wisdom to do all of this yourself which is probably going to be harder than just going to a friend or b go to a friend and tell him what they said and then you guys can talk it out together yeah i do think that it is a virtue to be willing and humble enough to be corrected 
right? Which is which is where I struggle. And I the think whole that humility thing. Because I think that counteracts. Yeah. Go on. What were you saying? I was just saying, like the whole like humility aspect of it is saying, okay, yes, I'm trying to live my life. We have good intentions, but if we are not always the best in the best position to see where our good intentions, whether our good intentions are, are working or not. And the people around us are sometimes. And so having the yeah. humility to say, okay, your good intentions are good, but they're not, they're not bearing fruit in the way that they should. And so having humility to say, okay, what I've tried mm-hmm. has not worked. I have to try something else. That's all I was going to say. Go on. Yeah. It's, um, I think we need to have a balance within ourselves of fall and knowledge of our own dignity um, because my knowledge of my dignity would prevent someone from telling me so like very long time about um, say like doing a daily rosary mm-hmm. like a daily full rosary say I did that and then like I talk to someone about that and they say you know I think you're being overly scrupulous with your prayer you might need to cut back a little bit I need to like I need to, or, or, or say they say like, uh, I think you're just doing that so you can feel prideful about having prayed a lot. Um, you need to have like the understanding of your virgin be like, well, no, they're wrong. I prayed a lot about this. I don't care what they say in that vein. I don't care about what they said. You need to have like the, um, the self, like, uh, what is it? You need to have like a, a view of your own sin and be like, you know, that could be why I'm praying like this that could be why i'm telling people i'm praying like this yeah i need to um re-examine so like every every like every compliment and every um rebuke should start some kind of discernment in you but mm-hmm. and is to you determines how much you should dwell on it yeah because if my mom tells me I need to stop being prideful that's something yeah but if some random person on the internet tells me to stop being so prideful that's not as much something right I agree. I think, yeah, that, no, that's true. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. Yeah. But it all comes so back. So how do I... Go ahead. Yeah, this comes back to like the main question that I asked was, you need you need a virtue of penance and under, you need, you need Your sin needs to constantly be ever before you, like it says in the Psalms. My sin is ever before me. Uh-huh. But you also need to understand your dignity. Um. St. Therese was attacked by Satan himself twice. Once he like extolled her and said like, you're, or no, no. Once he told her like, you're dirt, you're nothing, you're a worm. And she's like, no, 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 I'm a child of God. And then the other, the next night he said, you're beautiful, you're amazing. She's like, no, no, I'm a worm. And so like, it all depends on where the attack is coming from. And I think I'm very good at noticing my wormishness, mm. but I don't think I'm very good at noticing my dignity as a child of God. So I want to know how to cultivate that. Okay. That's interesting. So I, so when I said earlier, I think people, you're the opposite of most people in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, most people nowadays with like social media, the way that it is and everything, they're really quick to see their wormishness because if you, you are on Instagram or whatever, and you see a girl post a picture and maybe you're a girl and you're like, wow, she's so beautiful. Or maybe you see a guy post a picture and he's uh, climbing a mountain and you say, man, I wish I could climb a mountain, that sort of thing. You say, I'm, I'm not strong enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, uh, I'm not involved enough. I'm not 
holy enough, whatever it is, um, there are many, many, many reminders in our day-to-day lives of our wormishness. Uh, and that's just kind of a product of society. And so I think most people are with you there. Um, we need to have more reminders of people being having dignity and being children of God. I don't necessarily know what to do about that other than it needs to be something that we remind each other of kind of in a brotherly community type way, you know? Um, yeah, which is why I'm glad I turned to Catholic Twitter to do this. Yeah, because they're not going to say, because... nope, you're a worm, pledge, get 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 back to drinking. <laughs> Catholic Twitter doesn't um... <laughs> It's just because some people that I really expect and respect and someone knew that I don't really know that well, but really gave me some awesome advice, uh, gave me some good advice. Jake, shout out Jake, immediately came to my aid. My friend Erica, shout out Erica, came to my aid as well. Um, Eric, Jake said like one of one of the best one-liners that I've heard on Twitter in a while. But um, What was Erica it? Say it now. Like, hey. No, no, no. I want to save it for the end. <sighs> okay. Fine. No, no, no. The cliffhanger. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Okay. Um. So she said that we need to like look back on our past and reflect the victories. And um, I was like, I, I've tried looking back on my own by myself and it doesn't do as good. You know, it's like, I don't know what's important. I don't know what I did right. Like, I don't really remember a lot of stuff. And so I was like, I really need God to do that for me. And so I went to, I took that to prayer and I like, I, I let him kind of guide me through mm-hmm. examining my life up to now um that happened at sls too i read through my entire prayer journal that was awesome but uh yeah so like re-examine examining your past helps understand where you are in the present and what you need to work on and it keeps not just like the general wormishness because i have a really good head knowledge of how not god i am okay you know like yeah i I can't make a, a world. So like, I know that I'm not God. Like I know God is so much higher than me, but I need to know how I specifically am a worm compared to God. Like how, what, how great are my own failures and what exactly are my failures that I can like push away and, and like protect myself from falling in those areas uh, stuff. And that, that takes a lot of examination and that examination, I can't do it on my own. Yeah. That's, that's like the first flaw that I need to acknowledge that I can't, examine my own life or improve it all on my own and he needs to do it for me um i need to allow him to do that for me and so yeah that's one of my that's I, a really big mental block that i had to get over or spiritual block that i had to get over i also think that it's important to not dwell on the failures because even though yes you're examining yourself and you want to be holy and be virtuous and everything if you get stuck in the kind of this mindset of I have to be aware of everything that I've done wrong so that I can become better, that can quickly turn into just thinking about everything that you've done wrong all the time. And so, yeah, and that's a way that Satan can attack. And I'm not saying that's not important to evaluate and examine. Like that's super important. You know, every single day before I go to bed, I, you know, think about my day and uh, with the night prayer, say a little examination of conscience and, you know, ask for forgiveness and all that stuff. It's important to have those in mind and go to confession regularly and everything. But in our pursuit for virtue, yeah. we can't let ourselves get lost in, you know, the sin land. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Satan will counterfeit. Yeah. Satan will counterfeit mercy and he will counterfeit repentance as well. Like he won't, he doesn't stop. He, 
there's a really good Louis de Montfort line in True Devotion where it talks about how Satan, the, the counterfeiter, doesn't counterfeit one dollars and five dollars. He only counterfeits fifties and one hundreds because like that otherwise would be a waste of time. Um, and so yeah, Satan like counterfeits the big stuff, and he will like you need you need mercy and you need repentance to get into heaven, and he will pretend he will make you think that you have both. He will think that you he'll make you think that you understand both when you really have a really bad idea of both, or like a really poor understanding of what each of those things are. Um, and I, I think I have a poor idea of both. <laughs> so I don't know what my idea of mercy and repentance are other than I repent of my sins and I trust in God's mercy to take care of me. And like, it's a really simple understanding. I don't think it needs to be that complex of an understanding at the end of the day. Oh no, the more the the holier you get, the simpler you get. That's uh That's a really fun paradox. Yeah, which is crazy. I love it. The sim- the simpler things get. Cuz the... cuz God is like philosophically speaking, God is a holy simple being. He doesn't have parts. Mm-hmm. Um otherwise like one part would be greater than the other. Yeah. Or if you remove one part, he wouldn't be God anymore. It's like he he is holy simple. And um so the holier we get, the more like God we get, the simpler we get and I think that's that's that comforts me and it it makes me want to keep going because you'd think that getting holy would get more complicated and you have to have more head knowledge and it's like well no, wrong some some really holy people need to have a complex understanding of how holiness works because they can instruct other people right but they I, even they would say you know like no I don't have this knowledge God just helps me instruct people allow I just me trust in his mercy Allow me to read a sentence from the book Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. You found it. You found, found the part that you wanted to talk about. I found about. a quote. Indeed, a humble rustic who serves God is better than a proud intellectual who neglects his soul to study the course of the stars. Mm. So you can be you can know absolutely nothing and live a virtuous life and be holier than someone who knows everything about the church but doesn't have repentance and doesn't live a virtuous life just be simple yeah it's been a really just be simple that's been a really big yeah that's been a really big theme for me this semester because saint bonaventure is one of the most like simple guys ever he like and he's also one of the smartest people that have ever contributed to this he's a doctor of the church but like my my professor keeps hitting on like his humility, his humility. It's and the medieval understanding of spirituality set the the modern understanding of spirituality separated from theology did not exist for him. Um, it was unthinkable to separate theology from spirituality, and somehow we do it, <laughs> which is um, silly, kind of in a way, which is stupid. Yeah, and it's a temptation that I have to constantly keep myself from falling into. Mm-hmm. But I like. This semester has really opened up, even in this this first couple of weeks, um, has really opened my eyes on how to combine study and um, and spirituality. Because he he equates even um, study of the arts with spirituality. He doesn't he doesn't make an exception for business for studying like merchantry. You know, he doesn't he doesn't make any exceptions. Like any studying anything is studying truth and truth is Christ. Yeah. 
No. So I mean, it's it's yeah. It's uh, really at the end of the day, your spirituality should encompass everything. It's not a it's not a part of your life. It is your life. Yeah. So try that one on for size. Good stuff. I. Do you feel better? Do you feel better, Patrick? Do you feel more equipped to handle the situation of a spiritual attack? I, I, I do because it's so tiring to live and to like think of myself in this way. Because I thought you were just going to stop at it's so tiring to live, and I was like, same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I do belong on Twitter. Um, All these depression jokes. Yeah, super good. Yeah, super funny. Every time someone makes a joke about depression, I'm like, ah, ha, 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 you're the first person to ever make that joke. Um, so anyway, <laughs> very tired to like constantly, like step one, mess up. Step two, overthink having messed up. Step three, apologize a bajillion times. Four, realize that I'm apologizing. Five, apologize, apologize. And then just a vicious cycle of like realizing my weakness and uh-huh. then just getting upset and then realizing that that's a weakness and getting upset and it's just over and over and over again. And, and God's like, Stop. It's okay. And Jake, ever the dad, um, said something really, and I will, I will really reveal that one-liner now. He he said, like, Patrick, remember, our final sanctification is not in this life. Ooh. And that that's, like, that's something that I'm going to keep with me because that's so, <laughs> so good to hear. Like, I, I think I think that I was worried that I had to be perfect before I died. Patrick, that's silly. And I know that's so dumb. But tell me you didn't tell me you've never thought that before. I've never thought that before. That, really? Really. Sorry, I'm not trying to burst bubbles, but uh We get it, Ethan. We get it. No. Holy. No, that's not, not that's not what I'm saying. I I guess I just have always understood it. And maybe I don't understand it in my heart the way that you understand it now, but like I don't have to be like perfection is not possible in this life. It's just not possible physically. Yeah. You can't do it. And so I think that it's common. I think that it's more common than even I think. It's like But yeah, sanctification is not our final sanctification will not come in this life. Um Yeah, I just that means that I and since I have no control, like I have no final control. I have some control over what happens to me in the next life, but like the only person who actually did something about where I go when I die is Jesus Christ. And since my final sanctification comes in the next life, which belongs ultimately to him, then he is the one who will earn me my final sanctification and who will get me to my final sanctification. Boom. And I can't do much about it. My landlord is here, and he's Sweet. he's fixing our dryer right across from my door. So I'm hoping... <laughs> Hoping you can't I was like, I thought you were like that. having a conversation with someone, and I was like, I get it. I'm podcasting by myself. Nope, nope. You're. I'm still here. I'm just. Let's uh, let's wrap this up so that I can get my dryer fixed. <laughs> find find crunch of the week. Find the crunch of the week. Okay. And I'll do the things. Good deal. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this is this Oof. is our Twitter handles. I'm I'm at Catholic Pat, and he's Ethan at Bro You're doing this a weird way. Um. Am I? You're, just sounds so unnatural. <laughs> you can find me at Catholic Pat and Ethan at Bro Postle. You can find us on Instagram at 
Patrick Nevy, III, or <laughs> Ethan Stevie. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the crunchcast, patreon.com slash the crunch. Uh, support us on Patreon for some really awesome rewards. We're doing some cool stuff. It's going to be great. Join us. Uh, we're going to start a Facebook page soon. It's going to be awesome. Or a Facebook like group for the patrons. Shout out patrons. And find us on the internet at www.thecrunchcast.com. You can send in emails to us, Patrick at thecrunchcast.com or Ethan at thecrunchcast.com. And you can give us a ring for our monthly, our annual monthly mailbag episode that happens every month since we've done this. Oh, 785-251-3989. Sorry, I was reading the, I was that's, reading the crunch that's it, of the week. folks. We got it. If you missed it, go back. Okay. Uh, it's also in the description of the episode. Uh, you ready nice. for the COT dub? I'm so ready. It says, because you told me to, by Football71, this is a three-star review, folks. These guys deserve five stars for their stellar podcast. Unfortunately, Catching Foxes told me to leave a three-star review, and I have taken a promise (laughs) of obedience to them. If I hadn't taken such an oath, I would say that Patrick and Ethan offer a relatable, energetic, orthodox, and charitable take on the questions that contemporary Catholic young adults are asking themselves. It can be a difficult balance to strike, but each week they invite their audience in with humor and joy. I'm thankful for yet another podcast run by such good-hearted people doing their best to spread the gospel through their daily lives. Listen to The Crunch if you want to be inspired to grow in holiness and follow them on the Twitters because I don't have one. Thank you, Football71, <laughs> for your three-star review. It's really nice. As ordered, as ordered by Catching Five. That's so funny. That makes the three-star review better. Also, I love how he said we're trying our best. We really are. They're, they're doing their best. That's um, <laughs> I would like everybody on this podcast to go and give Catching Foxes a five-star review because we're not petty. Yeah, there it is. Boom. Look at us, taking the high road. Oh, yeah. Who's the big podcast now? It's still them. It's still them. Yep. All right. Let's wrap this up. (laughs) Cool. Uh, If you have questions about this topic, talk to Patrick. Maybe me, but mostly probably Patrick. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Oh, man. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.